Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talking, delicately curated long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host, Jasmine. Heyo. Riley. Hi. And me, Jake. We're a show. <laughs> we are a podcast. Yeah. yeah. So we are talking about, of course, um, the wars. Mm-hmm. The stars mm-hmm. and everything them. in between. You gotta love them, <laughs> and if you don't, then that's fine. We're talking about a famous book called Vector Prime. Vector Prime. Vector Prime. Prime. And this is that's a book a character name from Star Wars: The Old Republic. Vector Prime. Vector Prime. Vector. Vector is. Just Vector. Was it a shout out to old uh, R.A. Salvatore? Vector. No. No, it's probably just a shout out to the word vector. Yeah. It is a pretty common word. <laughs> yeah. Last week. Last we week. talked about the Thrawn trilogy debatably. Did we? <laughs> we did not. I was ashamed of that episode. We didn't talk it about it. It also wasn't last week. It, it also like was not last week. Three weeks ago. <laughs> it, we released it this past week. <laughs> yes. No, we did not. We released Revenge of the Sith last week. So we uh, we arguably talked about the Thrawn trilogy, but I forgot to talk about a lot of things. One thing that I meant to bring up on that show, yes. uh, we talked about how Timothy Zahn, one of the most famous Star Wars writers in the world mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. he uses the word lip a lot he talks a lot about <laughs> lip twisting he talks yes. a lot about lip pursing yes um i don't think he knows what lips or purses are <laughs> <laughs> but anyway how, I, honestly i this is an honest question please ask me good an honest question. be honest how do you purse a lip what does that mean is it like you how do you twist a is lip? That like how white people smile the ancient <laughs> As evidence of what I just did, yes. So the um, one thing I wanted to bring up, because I, I mentioned how much he uses that phrase, like people did whatever with their lips. Mm-hmm. I forgot to actually do any kind of research on how many times he used those actual phrases. So I went through the um, audiobooks, or not the audiobooks, the ebooks, because you can search like by word or phrase or whatever. I searched for the phrase lip. I, I did go through and make sure that it wasn't like, <laughs> The lip of one skateboard right. that never came up. <laughs> so it was uh, like the lip of a ramp, and a Tony Hawk came didn't come up. I searched for a lot of Tony Hawk's pro skater language. Yeah, thankfully I ruled all that stuff out. I narrowed it down to things talking about like an adjective uh, or like post quotation like thing describing what somebody did with their mouths in a sentence. So I have a little game for you guys. Okay, it's called lip. Or ship. Lip or ship. <laughs> so, I want to get guesses from you guys mm-hmm. on how many times throughout the, the trilogy. Now, this is in the Heir to the Empire original trilogy from Legends. This is the Thrawn trilogy. This okay. is Heir to the Empire, uh, Dark Force Rising, and The Last Command. Okay. How many times total do you think Timothy Zahn used lip, like lip pursing or lip twisting? Or lip pouting. 27. Lip licking. You think 27? 27 seems low. I'm We're going to do prices right rules. We're going to okay. do... Um, $1. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is... I think 27 is going to be low because I feel like every chapter, Thrawn is going to purse his lips at something when he learns. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to say... 
this is crazy because <laughs> I should be going. I should say twenty eight. You should say twenty because this is close without going over. Right. I'm gonna be bold and beautiful. Be bold, and be bold say and beautiful. Forty five. Wow. Woo. You guys did not even come close no. to half of the amount that were in the first book. No. Total throughout the trilogy, there are three hundred and seven uses. <laughs> True, true facts. I checked. Jasmine's Jasmine gone. has died a real death. She's died a real death. She is not in the show anymore. Oh, wait, she's back. She's a ghost now. So, in the first book, there are 111 uses. That's so many. The uses. second, there are 96, no. and in the third, there are 100. Lips. Lips. Lip or lips. Lip or lips. Is that lips and lip or just lip? Lip and lips. Okay. No. I think. I think it is smart enough to differentiate, but my God, if it is different, if it's different from lips, <laughs> then and lip. we double this. We Ooh, double this. That's and a, there are six hundred and fourteen. Oh <laughs> that's a lot of lips. In, in I was a, a little series. worried that you guys were going to guess a really high number and that I would be embarrassed. No, I no. thought that. No, I thought I thought forty-five was extravagant. I, it would be extravagant. <laughs> I wouldn't thought it? like once every other chapter. I was. I, I meant to check like the th- like the first Thrawn book and then Thrawn Alliances, but I didn't get a chance to do that because I feel like they use it Ooh. more in that. That's so much. Uh, so, yes. So, Zon is... Zon story short. Zon just... <laughs> long story short. Long story Zon. He's a, he's obsessed with lips. The man loves lips. So, that was a fun game. That was a fun game. You guys <laughs> lost uh, so extremely. I lost so much money. <laughs> okay. We are here to talk about, as we teased last week, two weeks ago, I don't know when... Sometime. Actually, it was probably like a month ago. Yeah. It might have been a year. I don't know. We teased at some point in the like continuum of time itself yeah. that we were going to be reading the New Jedi Order books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jasmine. Yeah. How much of these books have you read in your life? Like two of them. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was shocked by this because you told us this earlier today that you had only read, yeah, that you'd only read like two of them. I have the read through. Star by Star and Traitor. Those I thought, are the two I've read. I thought this was like your series that you they read. Just, I thought it was too. What's your series? They What's just, your series? They seemed like such a big commitment that I couldn't You read get into The them. Fate of the Jedi? Is that your thing? So I started with the Darkness trilogy, which ah. is immediately after the... Yuuzhan Vong series. Oh, okay, okay. Immediately after, and then that goes right into Legacy of the Force, and then whatever that Legacy of the Force is what I couldn't think of. I read everything after the Yuuzhan Vong. Mm. So I read a couple books in this series to get, like, the big things that happened. And I mostly, I think I read them after I had read... the uh, darkness and legacy of the force because I was like, what the heck happened with Jason? Like I missed all right. these big things, and I wanted to go back and read the big moments yeah. of what happened mm-hmm. essentially. So a lot of death and destruction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Riley, yeah. Uh, have you read at some point in your life all of these books, of which no. there are nineteen, by the way? No, I have not even read close to all nineteen. So here's a fun fact, by the way. Yeah, there were intended. How many books would you guess were intended to be part of this? 307. <laughs> yeah, <you're> wrong. <laughs> Close without going over? <laughs> uh, 25? 30. Ooh, so you win. That's a lot. There were intended to be 30 books in this series. Oof. They had to cut it a little short, but <laughs> that is still very long. When you cut something short and it is still the longest book series that is reasonable, uh, I don't know what you've done, but you've done something that we'll podcast about. Look, <laughs> 
there sometimes it, when you're doing a Star Wars podcast, you realize that there's over a year until any movies come out, and you wonder, can we do enough? <laughs> and then you find a book series with 19 books in it, and you think, we're fine. Can we say something, though, with some spoilers? I would love to say something with any kind of spoilers. We're really enjoying this series. Oh my books. god! Spoiler they are, alert! They are. I Jasmine, have, Jasmine hasn't read it. Hasn't read anything. Slacking, but I haven't read them. I wanted to go in the first few, being as the unbiased person, and I want them to convince me to read these books. Wow. Essentially, you want us? Is this like um, one of those like house hunting shows on the like Home and Garden Network? You know what, Jake? It is exactly. Like one of those shows. You're going to want this house. It has a beachside window and a foyer with a leaf for a bathroom. Uh, I hate people who say foyer. I, me too. That's why I said it. Um, okay. Another fun fact about the series. This series, the first book, Vector Prime, that we're talking about today, came out in 1999. Yes. The last book of this series came out. In 2002. Yes. It was intended Ooh. to go to 2005. It was intended yeah. to run alongside the prequel. There trilogy. were 19 books in three years. And even that's misleading because Vector Prime is the only one to come out in 99. The yeah. rest of them came it out is, in 2000 and 2002. Well, I think we said, it's in, crazy. we said in the last episode, it was like four to six books of just this series came out every year. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so many the, books. The intention was for this to happen over the course of five years and for it to span 30 novels. Which is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Crazy. So the thing that, in a very rare instance in our show, I did research <laughs> and listened to interviews and read things other than the book. Did you did watch nothing. the Did you watch the commercial with Mark Hamill? Oh, I did not. I it's met, funny. I read about it. It's good. It's all right. Is it's it? Good. Yeah. We'll play it. We'll um, play it right now. Right now. I had fought the worst of all wars and witnessed the redemption of evil. I have seen balance restored to the force. But order can turn to chaos, as it did when I was born. Now, with my loved ones and my loyal allies, I face a new challenge unlike any before. And I'm not sure at this time we can win. Star Wars Vector Prime by R.A. Salvatore, the first novel of the new Jedi Order. Thank you for enjoying the commercial. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Hamill, who came uh, to our show to reenact that. The reason why this series happened was because the Star Wars books were very stagnant. It was previously owned by a different publishing company. Uh, they were doing... They, they did the Thrawn trilogy, which is a huge success, and then they did purely, like, standalones. They did a few trilogies, but the characters really didn't progress, as we noticed, with the Thrawn trilogy and courtship. Right. Nothing of real value or, like, stakes really happened. Right. Star Wars books up until this point, I'd say, were our heroes are met with a, a conundrum, something they have to defeat. It's rough for a while. They defeat it. The end of the book, everything, everyone's kind of okay by yes. the end. Mm-hmm. And then, you like, if you didn't read any of the previous books, you're fine. Doesn't matter. Because yeah. everything was resolved by the end of the last right. book. And so Del Rey... Um, they acquired the Del Star Wars Ray. license, which means of the Ray, uh, <laughs> which they still have the books today. They acquired the book license and they wanted to do something ambitious. They wanted to do something. It was a long running series. They wanted to go beyond having trilogies and standalone books and do something that would challenge the characters and where characters could die. They wanted to have a continuity that could be consequential to the canon. Which uh, alliterated, and I felt like a Dr. Seuss character when I said that. So, 
uh, Michael Stackpole, who wrote half the X-Wing series, he wrote a lot of Star Wars books, including the second and third um, New Jedi Order series. And can I say? Yeah. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> he, I have read the second and third books. He's okay. okay. They're okay. They're okay. All right. Some, some parts of them are good. Yeah. Some parts of them are okay. He's okay. He is not terrible. No, he's not bad. So Michael Stackpole, he was part of the brain trust. They, they had basically what we have now, which is a story group. So they did, prior to writing any of these books, have an arc planned for the entirety of the series, which they thought was going to last 30 bucks and ended up being less, which the, I had I was not able to find out if it was because of like sales numbers or just like, wait a that's minute, just crazy. that's a stupid amount of books. And, and remember, yeah. these are all coming out during the prequel era. Like movies are coming out yeah. right now, and these Vector have nothing to do with the movies. Completely Vector different Prime story comes lines. out same year as The Phantom Menace. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so the intention was, let's do something big and meaningful. These books have been stagnant. Yes, Jasmine. Well, it's almost like they release the movie and they're like, hey, if you aren't that big of a fan of this <laughs> right. new stuff that's coming out, right. here's a continuation Here's of something old stuff. that you, you will complain about not being canon anymore <laughs> yeah. 30 years You can complain from about now. for different reasons. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but that was the intention. Like, they, they really did plan out this stuff, and they brought in a bunch of new writers that did not write any previous Star Wars books. So, like, obviously, Zahn didn't write any of these books. No, yeah. You didn't have... That's what I like about it. There's lots of fresh blood in this series. You didn't have your... Uh, ooh, who wrote the Splinter of the Minds? Um, oh, uh, Alan, Alan Dean Foster. Dean Foster. I was going to yeah. say, who Ice cares? <laughs> yeah. Also correct. I think his name was who cares? <laughs> we'll accept Dot it. com. Um, I feel... Let's get into our general impression. Because we've read yeah. the first book. I've read the first three. Um, I'm I'm through. I'm in the middle of the second one, but okay. I've only read the first one. But in your history, you've read a few of them, right? Only only a couple, not okay. a lot here okay. and there. Scattered. My, my favorite Star Wars book, period. Legends, new canon, everything, period, is in this series. Which one is it? Is it Traitor? Traitor. Traitor. Yeah. And that's yours too. Um, I don't know if i would call it my favorite because i haven't read it in so long but it mm. was fantastic i remember it's a good book so vector prime vector prime is the it's your new hope it's your phantom menace it's your force awakens of this new star wars saga yeah which was prior to the force awakens coming out canonical it was a new star wars series i would like to start let's do plot in 60 seconds yes first okay. tell me as the person who has not read this book you the want plot. to do the plot in 60 seconds or me? I was like, start with you. Plot by plot. I don't feel confident that <laughs> okay. I can do it. All right. I wrote some stuff down to help All me right. out. Are you ready? Someone I'm ready. Give me, someone time me. Now. 21 years after the Battle of time. Endor, okay. Luke <laughs> wants to form a new Jedi Council, but the New Republic isn't on board because Jedi have kind of been going all over doing their own thing, and they don't trust the Jedi to be smart, which okay. is also smart. Meanwhile, Leia, Jaina, Mara Jade are going to this planet. There's these two planets real close to each other. I forget the names. And um, Mara is Earth and Mars. Earth and Mars. Mara is sick right now. Wait, no, no, this wait. is my 60 seconds. Mara is sick, and there's like this leader who's to trying to, to who, he's trying to do like to cause a war between these two planets. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're there to stop it. That leader mm -hmm. is Naminor. He's disguised as a human, yes. but he's actually yes. Yuzhen Vong. Okay, okay, so eventually the Vong invade the galaxy. <laughs> 
And they bring their giant mothership in. It's like an asteroid. Um, and then there's like this person named Danny Quee. She'll be import- important later in the mm-hmm. books and everything. So they're they're like um, terraforming planets, mm-hmm. and it's really bad. Okay. They bad. went Got by it. the skin of their teeth. They en- end up defeating this asteroid. Also, something very important <laughs> happens to a character, and uh, it affects Han Solo. We'll get into it later. I okay. don't want to spoil okay. it in okay. this okay. plot by plot. Okay. Sixty seconds. You are so far over sixty seconds. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> You're at a minute and six seconds. I was so enveloped by your. Re- Recap. Keep going. Me You're too. in a minute. Yeah. So anyway, on, they, they destroy this asteroid. Okay. So the main Vong force <laughs> is destroyed, but there's more waiting in the wings. Naminor, who is that leader who is trying to cause a war, is mm-hmm. still around. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, the, it kind of ends happy, but also at the same time, it ends on a kind of a down note because they realize things are going to be very different from things okay. in the past. You went a minute, <laughs> 29 um, so it's. I meant in to this say, game, fire represents life. When the fire goes out, so do you. Fire was Travis spoken. No, don't bring your survivor stuff in here. I meant to say it was Watch a ninety. I meant nights. to say it's a ninety-second plot by plot. Okay, oh cool. So I get ninety seconds. No. Okay. You get one minute. Time yourself, because uh, my phone. Okay, busy. starting now. Chewie dies in one second. Oh. I- <laughs> That's a spoiler. But I could have been lying. It could have been one of my survivor esque. It could have been one games. of your yeah an alliance. Okay. Okay. So you were going to ask us, I think, to convince you to read this book. To read the to, book. To it's read... so good. Oh, okay. I'll read good it. pitch. <laughs> what are you? A pitcher? I I want to go through since we did the plot. We did the basic plot that was really easy to understand you about did. what happens. <laughs> I well, did you. Not. I want to talk about specific parts of this book. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about the Vong. Okay. We're going to talk about anatomy. Specific let's talk about parts. The, let's talk about the Vong, baby. Vong, baby! What are your thoughts on the Vong in this book, Jake? Okay, when you say the Vong... The Yuzhen Vong. The Yuzhen Vong, they are the big bads of this book. Yes. They're our new empire. They're our new first order. But they're... Our new separatists. Yeah. We have One a hand is raised. I do not recognize that until two hands are raised. <laughs> we have, we have, we're we going by the two so hands. I'm One, two, keep talking until Jasmine raises both hands. Third party biased listener right here. Where have they come from? Like, what are they doing here? Good question. Yes. Good question. Good question. We don't know. <laughs> they come from... But okay, so here's what we know. We, they come from another galaxy. So every Star Wars movie starts with in a galaxy far, far away. This is from another galaxy farther, oh, farther, farther away. away. Well, that's very new, this I book, feel like. This book it's a very not new in, Jedi yeah. Order. <laughs> this book does not get into where the Vong come from or it why does. they are here. It, it speculates it, that they come from a new galaxy. Yes, that's, huh. all, that's all they know. That's interesting. That Danny Quee that we mentioned earlier. Daniel she's, Quaid. Daniel Quaid. She's, oh. she's stationed on an outpost near the unknown regions of space. Okay. That is there specifically to watch the unknown regions of space to see if something comes in. And be like, okay, you're still unknown. Cool. Right. Okay. Something comes in. Mm-hmm. She's like, wait, that's not unknown. Problem is, a Vong is already there on the station with them in disguise. Mm-hmm. A double agent like Double a agent. I forget his name. Yeah, it's Dennis. It's Dennis. Quaid. Dennis. <laughs> no, it's not Dennis. All the Vong have weird names. That'd be much better if his um, name was Dennis. It's like Voobadoo. hiding. It's kind Dennis. of cool because Star Wars names have a... Denise. There's a style. It's, Den- it's Denise Anu, the director <laughs> oh, gotcha. of Blade Runner 21, 27, 2049. Yes. <laughs> there are Star Wars names have like a very, like, mm-hmm. you know a Star Wars name when you see it. Double yeah. I, like double Peter e, yeah. Mark. They, they just, they happen, you know? That was Hunger Games. I was hoping Jasmine would recognize it. I did, did see that. Okay, I got you, you and I feel you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Vong names are also very recognizable. When you see a Vong name, yeah. I haven't I don't know why, it's but one you know syllable what it is. followed by two syllables. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. But it's I like them. So anyway, okay. there's some Vong who's on this station with Danny Kui. Bill Corbett. His name's Bill Corbett. <laughs> and he uh I hate this episode already. You do? Yeah. I love this episode. It's actually already. probably my favorite episode we've ever done. <laughs> it's not bad. You say that about every episode though. Yep. I love our show. I don't know, but I love this one. <laughs> I love my friends. Um it's it's gonna get good. Okay. So Get good. G I T G D. He sabotages this station so they don't see that the Vong are coming in. However, the Vong come in on like a giant coral colored asteroid. Which is cool, and also something we've never I seen. Was, I thought it was corral colored. <laughs> yes, it's corral colored. And I said, "Darn Tootin. It's oh, no, no. It's they're the Vong are neat. I think because they are something that we've seen in sci-fi before, but they're not. They're nothing we've seen in Star Wars. Not- they are focused on. They hate like mechanical things. Nothing they have is more mechanical. Yeah, they hate I did know that. They about have them. all. They hate toasters. They hate blenders. They hate blenders. Like every. Thing All their technology have is, is organic. organic. That's yeah. That's cool. really weird and cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's weird and cool. It's weird and cool. So weird they rely cool. on like t- some kind of weird telepathic communication, which is almost like the Force, but it's not the Force. Yeah, that's interesting too. Yeah, they have like their own version of the Force. It's different. They're like Killix, kind of with like the like bugs can communicate, hmm. but they're not. But, or like Earth, <laughs> but they're they they have individuality. They don't have like a hive mother that connects them all. Right, like just, the darkness, the, like the darkness trilogy. They all individually can do these things, hmm. and it's kind of cool. So, if I can sell you yes. on the Vong, is that what we're telling you? Tell me about? on the Vong. The Vong. I'd Let's like to sell Vong. you one Vong, please. Talking talk Vong. <laughs> My sales pitch is: if I have one complaint about the prequel trilogy, this doesn't sound like a good sales pitch. <laughs> not the prequel, the the sequel trilogy. My one complaint about the sequels is that I don't love that it's getting back to Empire versus Rebels. I wish that it was a new kind of threat versus a new kind of heroes, right? That's what this trilogy is. Hmm. New kind of threat versus new kind of heroes. Okay. Yeah. And what the Empire was really interesting about, great sentence structure. (laughs) I feel confident in the way I executed it, and I stand by it. The thing that, like, makes the Empire great is that they're very organized- Versus the Empire, no, versus the, uh, the Rebels, Rebels mm-hmm. scrappy, thrown Military together. industrial complex, like yes. they've got it together. Mm-hmm. Versus a thrown together, oh my god, thrown together. <laughs> thrown together. Sarah Michelle Geller. Guerrilla like warfare unit. Star yes. Wars name. And <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller. So that's great. <laughs> However, character progression happens. We now have Luke Skywalker becomes the leader of the new Jedi Order at the end of Return of the Jedi. So you wonder what threat could possibly defeat a new kind of Jedi. The answer is obviously not the Imperial Remnants because no. yeah. I'll be honest, as much as I liked the they Thrawn win. trilogy, our new guys are obviously better than them. Yeah. They won already. Yeah. Luke is crazy strong. Leia has the force. Mara has the force. I- what do you what do you need to do to defeat Luke Skywalker? You have to neuter Luke Skywalker's <laughs> ability to just Hit yeah. the win button and use Literally the force. Literally and figuratively. Literally and figuratively. And I feel like it, once you've had the rebels defeat the Empire once, you can't really have the Empire randomly come back and defeat them. So you hate the Seabulls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate them. It's the show that we do. <laughs> no, it's it's true though. No, I mean like they We love the sequels here. I love the sequels. But I wish that we got a new kind of villain. 
I'm saying like you can't have the same type of empire come yes. back and use the same tactics and basically. So I wish that get. the first like, order still wasn't relevant to our lives, and that's why they're the so, that's why they're the enemies. So that's why <laughs> like, it's that's why it's good, right? Yeah. It's because the first order is a thing that exists in the real life, so you can be like, yeah, that would happen because it has, mm-hmm. but. What's great about the Yuzhan Vong is because they they come from another galaxy, which widens the scope of Star Wars because you only ever hear mm-hmm. about the one galaxy. Yeah, that seems like I don't remember hearing. I don't remember hearing about that. So that seems like a very interesting thing. You so get that's entirely cool. new galaxy worth of yeah life forms suddenly coming into Star Wars. Like the, you always feel like Star Wars is the self contained galaxy yes. that yeah. you're looking. And into. the more like content comes out, the more planets get filled in, and it just becomes like one very cramped map of familiar yeah. planets where five characters live. So what's the, the new, what's the scariest thing in a horror movie? Uh, the Jason. What? The unknown. No. Like, <laughs> once you see the monster, it gets way less scary, right? Because yeah, your imagination yeah. is way scarier than whatever someone could dream up. Right. So, like, the unknown regions in Star mm-hmm. Wars, something coming out of there is a lot scarier than what you know. Right. Yeah. Darth Vader. So, this is a new kind of threat that the Jedi have never faced before. Uh, and that's what makes it fun, is it okay. it challenges our characters in a way that they could not have been challenged previously. You don't feel like our heroes immediately have the upper hand. Because they don't know how to deal with this new threat. Yeah, and I mean, cool. that's what the second and third books, that's as far as I've read, are about, is like trying to figure out how could we possibly defeat these new guys. Like, it's just hmm. pure intel and infiltration and figuring out, like, what can we even do? Like, this seems so impossible. What could we possibly do? So that's cool. Yeah. I, I uh, took 90 minutes to that's describe fine. that. That's well, fine. I, that's fine because we're killing time. I've <laughs> got a couple more things about the Vong that I like. Because um, there are things I don't like about the Vong. Okay. Well, you yeah. talk about that. You don't like I their faces. I don't like their faces. Gross. They're really ugly and gross. <laughs> um, they're, they're so much more alien than anything in Star Wars. Because you've got aliens in Star Wars. You've got Rodians. you got Twi'leks. you got... Name your alien. You know, you got uh, Mon Calamari's. They're all humanoid things that yes. all speak basic. That all kind of like... Some of them are like, well, all of... You know, all Rodians are this way. They like to become bounty hunters and they're like a warlike culture. And that's what Rodians are like. But like... Right. They're so similar to humans outside of looks. Right. Um, And some of them are similar to humans... With looks too, yep. like, and there's like, like, well, these are aliens, but also they're night sisters or whatever. I don't know, like Jason Solo, <laughs> like Jason Solo. He, he just looks has like green hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But these guys are are so different from anything we've seen in Star Wars that they they are reminiscent of other sci-fi properties. But that's fine, you know. Like, yeah. they're, they're, But they're just like, as far as Star Wars goes, they're very different. That's very true, and that's kind of what's exciting about it. Yeah. Like. When I first was reading Vector Prime, we start out with a Yuzhan Vong in disguise amongst this, like, outpost. Uh, and I was like, this is just, like, Cylons. It's just, like, yes. people you think yes. you can trust, but they are not, and they're a part of some scary very, place. Very much Battlestar. But this is before the Battlestar Galactica reboot, even. Ooh. So. Good point. Yeah. But after the original show. But after the original show. But so, the original show was not. Yeah, it was bad. It was not good. So, anyway, that's what's exciting about this book series. L- l- let's talk about the book 
Robert. Can I talk one more thing about the Vong? Please. <laughs> because I really am I'm interested in the Vong and they're the backbone talk of this story. Talk to Jasmine story. about it because I have to leave now. Okay. No. <laughs> they're the backbone of this story. So they Okay. We have quote unquote religions in Star Wars mm-hmm. with the Jedi and the Sith. Yeah. But we don't you don't really get into what it means to be a member of especially at this point. This is pre Kotor. This is this is being written like pre prequels, so we don't even know what the Jedi Order was like. And we, and religion is just kind of a nebulous thing in Star Wars mm-hmm. where it yeah, some people are religious, but we don't know what that means. Yeah. The Vong are so religious. They have gods. They fight multi-theist. Multi-theist. They fight polytheist. I'm so sorry. Yes, po- polytheist. <laughs> they f- I'm so sorry. But they, they fight because of their religion. Like mm-hmm. part of their their goal is almost like the Mandalorians. Whereas like the Mandalorians, I I, I was drawing mm-hmm. a lot of comparisons to the Mandalorians because the Mandalorians like to prove how tough they are. Yeah. Why can't they we like get the Mandalorians. <laughs> <laughs> they like to fight and prove their strength. Yeah. But it's not for a religious reason. They just like to know we are tough. These this is what our culture is. We like to fight. We like to prove that we're the best. Um the Vong like to fight and like to prove their best, but it's because their religion tells them to do that. So we have multiple instances of people of Yuzhen Vong invading the galaxy before the main force comes. They are there specifically to sow um, unrest in the galaxy, like Naminor, who becomes a main character. Mm-hmm. In this book, he is trying to get these two systems to fight each other. He's like a, a false prophet, and he's um, ha- he has all this rhetoric about why one side is worse and the other side is better, and he's trying to get them to fight to destabilize the galaxy before the Vong come in, because they don't care about proving that they're the best. They care about pleasing their gods and winning and taking over the known galaxy. And I like that. It's kind of cool. They're kind of a new twist on an old enemy. And I just, they're, they're so. on an old favorite. They're so different from anything that we've they gotten. They don't care about power. It's they Star care Wars, about yeah. pleasing. Yeah. It's not just another religion. like Sith. No. Enemy. Right. It's bad not someone guy, who's bad who likes to be dude. bad. Yeah. Right. It's a yeah. whole, orga- it's a whole civilization. That's <laughs> another thing. There's no like. It, at least in this book, I don't remember if there is eventually. At least in this book, there is no leader. Yeah. There are generals. That was interesting. There are me. people in charge, but everyone in their civilization is working towards a common goal of destroying the New Republic. Yeah. And I like that, that there's no one, there's no Palpatine in charge. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't bring another Palpatine in. Yes, there is not like definitively a Thrawn or a Palpatine. Or there's a Snoke. Not, or, or like a Vader. Like, or there's a Vader. Not a yeah. big bad. No. It is... An invasion storyline. There are big bads, but when you kill one, another one takes his place. Yeah, it is purely there is an alien invasion by this kind of species, uh, so that's cool. The series rules, dude. I'm so excited to be talking <laughs> Honestly, about these. I'm gonna give a hot take. Yeah, oh, give no. me your hot take. I liked this more than the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, no, it is not, I agree with you. It is not necessarily better. That's not a stretch for me because I don't like the Thrawn yeah, trilogy. He said but he didn't like it. yeah, <laughs> okay, because I like the Thrawn trilogy a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he, what I liked was it challenges our characters, and that was what the Thrawn trilogy lacked. Like our characters so rarely ever came into contact with Thrawn, who was a formidable force, mm-hmm. but who would ever know? It would be like if our heroes in like the new 
in the original trilogy never came into contact with the mm-hmm. Empire. <laughs> right. The third movie. I feel like in this series, though, our characters will get challenged beyond anything you've ever imagined, though. Yeah. Yes. And what's what's kind of... Just out of the things I know that let, happen. <laughs> let's address something right up top, which is that at the time... This was a very controversial series. It was not very well liked. It was not well received. I don't even know today if it's like if it's looked upon fondly it by is. most people. Well, is no, it? I, I know. It is. is it? I know a lot of people read the first book and stopped. Yeah. Because that's spoiler true. alert. Chewie dies. Yeah. Chewbacca dies. I yeah. see a lot of like people got really mad. Yeah, that's true. I see a lot of Reddit people kind of looking back fondly upon the Yuuzhan Vong arc, though. Maybe they're sucky people who hate or who are like. I'm Hashtag sure, I mean, Ray's and Mary Sue people, but I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sure there's people that stuck with it, but there's yeah. also like that's the same with the Last Jedi and the new like uh, sequels and stuff. There are people that stuck with it and are like, "Hey, this is actually good." And there's people who stopped at the beginning because yeah. they got really mad. Exactly. And so this was not super well liked. Part of the reason of that is because in this book, spoiler alert. Chewbacca dies. Yeah. For the third time. Spoiler alert. We got to talk about this Chewie death for a while. We will talk about it. Yeah. But I, I think it wasn't liked at the time because, oh my God, they killed the main character. But in hindsight, this is a really exciting thing. I listened to an interview with uh, Stackpole and R.A. Salvatore, who wrote Vector Prime, the mm-hmm. book we're talking about. R.A. Salvatore, who's written a bunch of D&D books. We haven't even mentioned him as the writer yet, have we? We he did not write this book. Ari Salvatore wrote this right, book. Right, that's what yeah. I mean. You said Salvatore. You said Stackpole. Stackpole. You did said I? a lot of yeah. things, and I can't remember them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Ari Salvatore wrote this book, <laughs> and uh, he is a D and D writer. Should we yeah. play a game real quick? Yeah, let's play a game. We're gonna play a game we haven't played since our first EU oh, no. episode ever. This is called Salvatore or Nor. It is not. <laughs> it is called Real or Jake. Oh. Real or Jake. Real or Jake. This is okay because R. A. Salvatore he wrote Vector Prime. We are gonna play a game that we've not played since Ormintel, which you weren't even on the show then. Whoa, what? you were not. That was like one of our first episodes. Our original EU episode was uh, Return to Ormintel. And we, on that episode, <laughs> you know what? I, I feel like I even mentioned it because it know, wasn't even uh, In that, I wrote, uh, we, we played a game called Real or Jake where I read extras from the show and said some of these are real, some of these were written by me, but all of them are real and they were just all really bad. They were all but really this, bad. But this time I actually did write. Some of them are things you some wrote. Some of them are things I wrote. Okay. But I wanted to do Real or Jake with Titles of R.A. Salvatore books. Oh, I'm going to kill it. I'm this ready. This is great. I'm because ready. Because R.A. Salvatore has We written... take turns? We got to take turns. Or no, we can both guess on the same one. You can guess on the same one. Okay. And his fantasy books are like the most... He's a great writer, so I don't want to like disparage him, but they sound like fake fantasy book titles. Like they sound like because <laughs> they're Dungeons and Dragons novels. Like yeah, a lot of the. I mean, it's all very D and D Tolkieny mythology. His main character is Drizzt. Yes, a dark elf named well, Drizzt. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, so I, I think I ended up getting rid of that because I felt like you guys might have heard of that one. I've heard okay. of Drizzt. Drizzt. <laughs> okay. Two Z's. Don't forget the two Z's. All right. So, Real Jake, insert the game music. Vengeance of the Iron Dwarf. Fake. Fake. It's real. Oh. No! Oh. 
doesn't bode well. I love this. Doesn't you guys bode have well. Your Stone of Timora. 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 Is that a D&D place? I know D&D fairly well. I I've don't never at all. heard of Timora. Fake. I'm going to say this is fake. This is real. No! No! Are they, <laughs> are they all real, Jake? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Thing. I promise, okay. I promise. Promise of the Witch King. <laughs> Which king Which is not? King? That's a Lord of the Rings thing. This is fake. fake. Real. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nightblade of Terathor. Fake. I'm just gonna Night, keep saying fake. Night, fake. Nightblade of Terathor. 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 Yes. Terathor doesn't <laughs> sound like D and D, but I'm gonna say it's real. It is fake. Yes. <laughs> I one made point. That one. I got one. Ptolemy Slocum. What? <laughs> Ptolemy Slocum. That seems so fake that real? it has to be real. Uh, it is fake. No! That is Come an improviser on. who wrote a book about improv. <laughs> the Halfling's Gem. No, that's fake. You say fake? Fake. True. It is real. Woo! You're winning. You've got two, two points. I've this got zero. Okay. I hope you guys keep score because I'm not I've got zero points. Yep, she I has two. two. Okay, you got two. The Rock Mage's Plight. Ooh, fake. Plight. Fake, 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 fake. Rock Mage? That's not a D&D <laughs> yeah. thing. Fake. It is fake. Yeah. Right. That's not a D&D <laughs> thing. Okay, okay, okay. Three and one. Three okay. And one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Luthien's Gamble. Luthien. I have a lot of these. Luthien's Gamble. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's fake. True. It is real. <gasps> yes! I've got no chance to come back. One. Okay. I've got no Suck chance. It. Echoes of the Fourth Magic. Fake. No, fake. It's real. No, <laughs> come on. I don't want it to be real. Fates and Stargates. <laughs> no, that's got to be fake. That is fake. Yeah. I wrote that one. Stargates. I hate you guys. What are we at? Five and five two? Five and two. Okay, five and two. two. Tarzan the Epic Adventure. No. No. That's, that's fake. That was fake. That's fake. It's real. No. It's real. He wrote that. But that's, that's not a D&D novel. No, it's a novel. Okay, wrote. all right. Well, I didn't know. You didn't know. I'm saying D&D, but he's written other novels. I know, but I was just thinking of D&D. Oh, gosh. Yep. A sparkle for Homer. Your laugh says this is real. Real. This <laughs> is real. Yeah, <laughs> real. your laugh. You gave it away. Okay, yeah. Six and three? Six and three. Six and three. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, real. No. The problem... <laughs> The problem is Jake laughs at his own jokes, though, so I don't know. Oh, good point. <laughs> Gwen Hoover. So it's supposed to be Guinevere? No, I think he said Gwen Hoover. Gwen Hoover. That's spell, just the whole name. Let me spell it for you. Yeah. G-U-E-N-H-W-Y-V-A-R. Yeah, I don't I'm Fake. Real. It's real. Damn. Yeah. I'm losing so bad. Seven and three. The coach with big teeth. <laughs> real. I've played that D&D campaign before. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Yeah. The coach with small teeth. No, that's fake. I said real. No, he did a new one. The coach no. with small teeth. Oh, small teeth. Small teeth. <laughs> There's a coach with big teeth and a coach with small teeth. This one's fake. I guess fake. That is fake. Small okay. teeth is fake. Big teeth is real. <laughs> Nine and four, I Nine think. Nine and four. This one's worth five points. Oh, no. Oh. Cool. Iruladun. What? Spell it. I-R-U-L-A-D-O-O-N. The I got it. It's true. It's, it's real. The eyes. The eyes have it. The eyes have it. it. <laughs> the eyes have it. I mean, Riley said true. I'm going to go with true. It is true. Yeah. Woo! 
Last one. <laughs> Fourteen nine. This one's worth tw- twenty. This one's worth twenty. <laughs> the fate of farts. <laughs> Oh, okay. No. Okay. That was actually the last one. Ear Ladoon was the last one I True. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Good job, guys. Okay. Oh, that was good. Wow. I'm glad that we played that. That was actually fun. That was a fun game. <laughs> I, I'm happy that you guys couldn't believe the ones that were true. Some that, of those that are so bad. Hap- that, Some of those are that so was bad. happy. Well, so this is like the fourth magic. You might as well just call it like the uh, Dritz Battles, the fourth edition D&D. The like- Druids of Treasures. <laughs> okay. Riley, yes. How did you feel about the overall writing of this book? I thought it was pretty solid all the way through. I did too. I think the prose is pretty good. Yes, I, I never I felt like bored. I never nothing really stood out to me, which notoriously yes. I don't really notice a lot of dialogue or not dialogue. I don't notice a lot of prose for the most part. <laughs> Jasmine's just crawling around on the floor, crawled along the floor, to not walk in front of the camera as if anybody is watching this. <laughs> which I is- didn't want to ruin the aesthetic. Okay. <laughs> thank you for keeping the aesthetic yes, of Grandma T. But. Yeah, it, nothing really stood out to me as like, oh, well, that's not true. There are obviously some bad lines in any novel, and there are some bad ones in here, and I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've got a couple of them if, okay. I can, if I can find them. Just like dumb things. Yeah. But for the most part, I think the writing was pretty solid. I think Salvatore's a good writer. I would totally agree. If he I wrote about, I wish he wrote about Star Wars more because I don't have an interest in reading D&D novels. But he wrote this. He wrote the Attack of the Clones novelization. I think that's it. That's it. That's yeah, it for Star that was Wars. It. That was it. Yeah. yeah. And that's a shame because both of these are very good. I think the Attack of the Clones novelization is really solid. I've never read that. I have read it. It's, it's, it's it good. good. It's got good Shmi stuff in it, which is an underdeveloped character. I was happy to read about. Let's book. talk about the big the big thing in this yeah. book, which Guys, is Chewbacca dying. It's Chewbacca dying. <gasps> Chewbacca dies in this book. Um, and what happens is a very a big thing to happen in book number one of a 19 series. Yeah. I feel Can like. I talk about this? I think we're going to talk about the same thing. Historical standpoint. You talk about what Leland Chi said? I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. So well, you, you have talk- a different thing. I have a different thing. Okay, cool. So this was obviously a huge, like, we're going to do a new arc. We're going to bring in new writers. Salvatore wrote an entire outline without Chewie dying. He didn't get the oh. memo that Chewie was supposed to die. Mm. So according to Michael Stackpole, and this was in an interview in 2014 because it was before... TFA came out, but the trailer had come out. Come out. Come out. When Force Awakens come out, <laughs> he said that George Lucas, and this is contrary to things I had heard before. Okay. He said that Lucas said that they could kill anybody they wanted. Really? That's a, that now, is contrary to what I heard. This is contrary to Wikipedia. Yeah, which Wikipedia says, says he, there was so a he list. only killed Chewie or something. There was right? like a list of people that couldn't die, yeah. and Chewbacca was like the most famous character not on that list. Stackpole <laughs> very recently says... Lucas said they could kill anybody hmm. as long as he approved it. Right. Right. Mm. But their thought process was the only reason to kill a character is to get other characters grief is to play the drama for other characters. Yeah. And they thought that there was no real way to play up Chewie's grief of anybody else in a novel. Yeah, because that's fair. he can't speak. We never get dialogue um, for Chewie, even it's in novels. It's hard to get into his head because he's just kind of the family dog. Yeah. So they felt that because of that reason alone, Chewie was the one to die. Maybe that's revisionist history, which George Lucas is uh, wonderful at. But <laughs> true. That's what Michael Zackpole said in an interview where he could say whatever he wanted. Yeah. So R.A. Salvatore wrote an entire draft without killing Chewie. The like editors and everything like came back and was like, "This is great." 
But didn't anybody tell you you're supposed to kill Chewbacca? <laughs> Ari Salvatore wanted to walk from the book. He said, really? that's not going to happen. Hmm. That's crazy. He said, the only way I will do that is if I get to do it the way I want to do it. Hmm. The way he wanted to do it was with basically with Chewie flipping off whatever was going to kill him. Like he mm. wanted to have Chewie rebellious saving death. somebody, yeah. but like shaking his fist. Which he literally kind of, does. Which he <laughs> explicitly does yeah. in the text of the novel. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they, they manipulate the plot in such a way that Lamoon crashes into Chewie and he's like, come and get me, you cowards. <laughs> and he shakes his fist at it uh, and saves Anakin in the process. Uh, what did you think, Riley, of Chewie's death in this book? I have mixed feelings about it because Chewbacca dies a really super great heroic death. Like it's stupidly epic. It's it's it's, it's seriously like if you saw this in a movie, you go like, "Well, that's a little far fetched." Like that's crazy. <laughs> it like, would be as if all every single ship in the entire empire crashed into Luke Skywalker. Oh yes. And he was still alive for like a little bit. Yes. <laughs> like it was so like, like so so what happens for those who don't know, what happens is the the Yuzhen Vong have these things called gravity wells. They can affect the gravity of, of certain things. So they affect the gravity of a moon around this planet called Cernpendal, which is a terrible name to say out loud. Very bad. Um but I'm gonna have to say certain series might be bad. Actually, it might be bad it. just because of the name Cernpedal. <laughs> Cernpedal is a bad name. So they are crashing the moon of Cernpedal into the planet Cernpedal. <laughs> no thanks. No thank you. And the Han, Jason, not Han, not Jason. Han. Oh my God. Anakin <laughs> and Chewie are there in the Falcon. Yes. Mm -hmm. Getting people out. Trying to rescue people. They Anakin, were there because of Lando. The whole thing. Yeah. Whatever. Doesn't and Anakin and Chewie are on the ground yes, saving people. Saving people. Han is flying the Falcon. Wait, right. isn't Anakin like 10 or something? He's 14, I think they say. Okay. Yes. I think they say right. he's 14. Because um, Jason and Jane are 16. I, I think he's okay. 10 in like the young Jedi. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. he's 14 now. So he's old enough. He's uh, he's an actual character in this book, which is cool. He totally okay. is. Because he's not a character in the young Jedi Knight series. He's mm -hmm. not. He's he just no, a Anakin is a, of a yeah. I, I know that Anakin is yeah. a big player in he's these He's a big series. player in these books, and he's very cool. So Anakin and Chewie are trying to rescue people. Mm -hmm. The, the moon is coming down to the planet Cernpadal. The moon of Cernpadal is Cernpadal! coming down to Cernpadal. Mm -hmm. And the moon crashes into the planet before they can get Chewie off the planet. Chewie, when his last act, throws Anakin on board the Falcon. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's kind of... Anakin is the reason that they're down there rescuing people. And then Anakin gets on the ship. They start to fly away. Han it goes down to the 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 plank to try and get Chewie, but they're too far away. Yeah. Anakin has a split second decision. He can either go down, save Chewie, and probably have the ship destroyed, or he can fly away. Chewie dies, but everyone on board the ship Questions. lives. Yes. Hear it. Can Anakin use the force at this point? Yes. He's very strong in the force. <laughs> I sneezed. He's strong in the force, but he's flying the Falcon. He, it's not like he can. Okay, okay, okay. He's flying the Falcon. Okay. He's not the one. Like He can't like lift okay. Chewie up. So he's flying the Falcon. He could not Han is the one. Chewie. Oh, okay. This makes sense. Up, like, I guess it does make more of a, more sense to have the last moment between Chewie be between Han and Chewie. So Han and Chewie so, kind of yeah. share a look. Yeah, they do. They fly cool. off. Chewie's like, or Han is like flabbergasted that they're flying away and not rescuing Chewie. Ooh. He even says, he says, 
I, Han Solo, am flabbergasted. He says that. <laughs> it's, the, it's the one low point of the book. The writing is so good. Yeah, he, um, the moon crashes into the planet, and like the last thing, I, I wanted to find it. The, the book describes it this way as Chewie's last stand. Oh, man. Ooh. Good stuff. Han, it says, Han didn't even consider the danger to him and to the others, not even to his son at that critical moment. He just thought of Chewie, of that last tragic image, the Wookiee shaking his oh. fist at the great unbeatable enemy, a moon. Yes. <laughs> uh, An entire planet and crashing here's, on And here's the face. line that I'm- That sounds ridiculous, but also sad. It is ridiculous. It's, it's very sad. And here's what's going to- This got me while I was reading. It yeah. got oh. me. This last line here. A fitting last pose of defiance, but one that did nothing to mend the tear ripping through Han's heart. Yeah, oh. that's good. Oh, that's very, good. Very good. That's good. That's, that's a very good rough, scene. dude. While we're talking about Chewie and his death, I want to talk a little bit about Han's reaction. Because to me, this is the moment where I fell in love with this book and thought that it was excellent. Agreed. Because... So often we've read many Han Solo novels. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Han Solo does not act like Han Solo. Ooh, and you can't imagine true. Harrison Ford reading those lines, and it's very bad. But this book, I think, nails Han Solo. I agree. And how I imagine he would react if Chewbacca died. Okay. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the very bad Felicity episode. Yes, episode. I said it correctly. Yeah. Brian Young talks about this mm -hmm. and says that he can't imagine Harrison Ford reading these lines. What? These ones? These ones. What? And I want you to realize. I'm saying so what? And Brian I haven't even read Young them yet. Is bad. So, so here is the thing. Okay. Okay. Here's what happened. Okay. Chewbacca just died. That line that we just Boom, read. Boom. Explosion. Moon. Face. That line that we read a little bit ago that tore at our hearts the way that uh, Han's heart was tearing. Kaboom. We have Han, he just saw Chewbacca die by this moon crashing into him. Ouchie, my friend is dead. Ouchie, my friend is dead. That's his <sighs> reaction. Can't you just picture Harrison Ford Ouchie. saying that? Ouchie, my friend is oh, dead. Oh no, my friend is dead! <laughs> so here's the reaction. Here's Han is has just seen this. Seconds have gone by and he's on the ship. It's quiet now. They're in space. The explosions are over. It's a quiet moment of reflection. And here's our dramatic reading of this. Now. Now. Cernpedal was a dead thing, oblivious to the pain and the destruction. It would go on through the eons, devoid of life. Han Solo stared at the wobbling planet for a long, long time, his eyes registering the truth that his heart could not. Um, we've got 111 ships in the convoy, Anakin said, coming up behind his father nervously, not really knowing what to say or do, whether to hug Han or run away from him. Han turned to face his young son, his face blank as if he had not heard. Uh, 111? You left him. The accusation hit Anakin as hard as any punch ever could. Anakin stuttered over several replies. He wanted to shout out at his father for even saying such a thing. He had saved the Millennium Falcon and the scores of people crammed aboard her. We... we had to get out of there. The, the moon was coming down. You left him. Han said again more sharply. Anakin swallowed hard in the face of that glare. He had been given no choice on Cernpedal, but reminded himself, and surely his father had to know that logically. They were too far from Chewie, with the moon too close and falling fast. They could not possibly have reached Chewie and gotten him on board. Anakin wanted to say all that, wanted to rush back and get the logs of the incident, certain that they would back up his reasoning, but he couldn't. 
He couldn't give any answer at all, other than to stare helplessly against the reality of the most despairing, empty expression he had ever seen on the face of his father. Always his father had been his hero, the great Han Solo. Han Solo, I'm captain of the Millennium Falcon. I'm out running Imperial starships. Always his father had been his strength and his answer. And now, now the great Han Solo seemed a pitiful, broken thing, an empty shell. You left him. Though his tone had gone back to quiet and calm, this third time he uttered the accusation with the element of surprise gone, it cut Anakin even more deeply. You turned and ran away while Chewie stood his ground and died. I, I, I couldn't. Anakin started to reply and he was biting his lip now blinking back the tears. Chewie, we just did everything to save you. Han said with a growl, poking his finger in Anakin's chest. You left him. Anakin turned and ran off. Han looked all around, as if conscious only then of the fact that a dozen sets of eyes had been on him and his son the whole time. Offering nothing more than a scowl and explanation, he stormed back into the Falcon's bridge and took his seat. How alone he felt when he turned and saw the empty seat beside him. Oh man, that's good stuff. God, this book is rough. And it only took us 25 <laughs> takes. It only took us 25 takes. This is like a David Fincher film. We do a million takes until we get it just, just right. Just right. Oh I'm gosh. like, but then we get nominated for Oscar. We are gonna get an Oscar for this, so that makes it worth Ooh. it. But you know, it was hard to read that. This book, it handles this death of Chewbacca so well. Yes, it is. Ooh. Yes, it does. Your grammar tonight is suspect, my Yes, Jake. it does. <laughs> yes, it do. Oh, god. So what's very good about this is that it allows the, the series, it, mm. a series that was long stagnant. No one was ever in danger in Star Wars novels. No. no one was ever in Daver. Luke Daver. dies like four times every novel when he Guys, comes back. Luke was never in Daver. <laughs> no one was ever in Daver. In Daver in the Star Wars movies. Like in the original trilogy, there was never any risk for people dying. Like it, you thought Han might have died, and they're like, ah, oh, nice. No, nice. He's Heartbeat. Fine. He's fine. He's fine. We'll fix him in the next movie. <laughs> this book is like, no, there are stakes. People can die. And, and the thing that works about this, in my opinion, is I'm sure we'll talk about. Han's reaction to this is excellently written. This is good. very well written Star Wars stuff. I mean, it's just good. It's good literature. It's good, well written stuff. But what's even better about it is the way this book ends. The ending of this book is one of the better mic drops in a Star Wars book I've read. Hmm. Because I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's so good. It's Han talking to Leia. At, I think it's at Leia, Chewie's, right? Yeah, it's Chewie's funeral. Chew- they're they're back. They're back Chewie's in the orbit funeral. of Cern Padal, which oh, is just asteroid. Cern Padal, one of the best named planets of all time. <laughs> and he <laughs> says, say it as many times as I he can. says to Leia, "I love the name Cern Padal. I wish I would have named my child that." Yeah. And then he follows that up by saying, "I always thought that there was just this like bubble of invincibility between us, Ooh. like this, like." This crew, like you and me and Luke and Chewie. Oh, he says, like, even even Lando. He, like, even mentions, Lando, like, he says, yeah. Even Lando, even three people, even R2. He's like, yeah. I felt like all of us 
were just like this team that couldn't die. He said, but now why is, I feel like all of us are at risk. Why is that hitting me so hard right now? It's very good. And it's, it's very good. It's, it's very, very on the nose. It's meta. It's very meta. Sure. It's very <laughs> meta. I mean, I think that if the book prior to that point wasn't any good, it would have like, fallen flat. This yeah. is just yeah. the book bragging that they killed Chewbacca. Right. But it doesn't feel like that. Because it, they kind of nail the Han stuff, it feels like, oh, crap. This series is going to be. It definitely sets the tone and says, "Guys, you don't know what's gonna. Yeah, anyone totally. can literally die at any time. Like, you better read the next book because somebody you like may be dead. I think, <laughs> and like some of the best shows I've ever watched, kind of are like that. Where yeah, you, you literally don't know the main character could die at any time. Exactly. Like that's what was and effective about Lost, right? Is like they're like, hey, in the first season, one of the main characters, we're gonna kill them. They're just gonna be dead, they're which was not gone. done at the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you were going to have a long-running show, you kept all the characters from week to week. And mm-hmm. that was what the Del Rey folks felt like. This this was a mistake that the previous publisher was making, is getting rid of stakes and just having these frivolous adventures between our characters. And yeah. it works because they they commit to it. They totally do. Because other c- characters do not survive this series. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Other characters are permanently changed by this series, and they never recover. Yes. Leia's and they go on. guard who was introduced in the Thrawn trilogy, dies in this book, too. I yeah, think. yeah. Oh, yeah. Rook? Yeah. No. Not Rook? in this book. Not Rook. No. no, it is in this book. Is it in this book? No, yeah, Prime? Rook is, Thrawn, is Thrawn's yeah, that was bodyguard. Thrawn's it's I not Rook, but it, it, it's it, one of those. It's the Nogri that yeah. Leia yeah. meets in the Thrawn trilogy. I don't remember trilogy. him dying in this book. Does he dies? Hmm. But no, but there are stakes because they they do commit to it. Like characters die and characters are changed, and it's it's good. Yeah, it's good. I think that that. So, I liked the Thrawn trilogy a lot because I felt like Thrawn felt the pressure and was like, "Oh my god, they're trying to make new Star Wars that is a direct sequel to Return of the Jedi." I better knock this out of the park the thing that made that series really resonate with me like that i ended up really liking it my one regret with our last episode not last episode is that i felt like i sounded like i didn't like that series i really like that series the thrawn series yeah what really worked about it was that i felt like thrawn thrawn, zon (laughs) was trying to did he do that on purpose? Absolutely. <laughs> name the bad I think guy about so that close to every his name. Time I read Thrawn's name, I think he totally <laughs> on is such an abnormal sound for a last name. It was absolutely him. I think that what made that series great was he was like, I have one chance to revive Star Wars. I'm gonna put everything I have into it. I'm gonna try to ground it with the characters I like, but I'm gonna try to add my own twist to it. That's why I think that series thrived. Was like, yes, it's the continuing adventures of Han, Luke, and Leia, but it is also there's clones, there's new Jedi, Mm -hmm. there are force shrouding lizards. (laughs) Like it's (laughs) it's big choices. That's why that book is cool, and that's Mm -hmm. why this book is cool. Is it's like we want to prove ourselves. We have a new trilogy. We want to prove that characters aren't safe. We're going to make a big choice, but we're going to really commit to it and make sure that every subsequent book addresses this big choice that we've made. Can I say you said the word subsequent? and 90,000 times. But every audiobook that I've ever gotten about like Star Wars, yeah. they say subsequent. 
And David what? W. Collins the other day said subsequent. No, no, no. no yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I've never heard this. It's awful. People are saying subsequent all over the place. Subsequent. It's David Collins. Like you. Please come on the show. Please come on the show and don't but say subsequent. Please. Subsequent. <laughs> Please stop doing your podcast. Put it on hiatus until you figure out how to say the word subsequent. <laughs> One more thing about this Chewy death. Chewy death. That I found interesting was uh, something I found with Leland Chi, who is what's called the holocron, holocron keeper at Lucasfilm. So he's oh. kind of like the guy who um, is in charge of canon. Yeah. And he has been for a long time. He's like the guy at the circus that, like, they put the guy in the cannon, he lights the fuse to the cannon and yeah. shoots him through the tent. Exactly. That's what Lee Lynchy is at, at Star Wars. He wears a big striped top hat. So he said that when Disney bought Star Wars, the main reason that they decided to get rid of Legends in old canon was because Chewie was dead and they wanted Chewie yeah. in new mm. stuff. I would agree. Um,. Yeah. And I find that interesting because he said it didn't happen immediately. I think for a while Disney talked about keeping Legends canon and working with it from there. And because Chewie was dead, that yeah. was a main reason they didn't want to continue with it and they just wanted to restart. I find that very interesting. So, like, <laughs> this seems so weird to me though because that that was a that was a thing that split the fandom at the totally. time, yeah. and then they go back and they do things that split the fandom anyway. in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. Uh -huh. Yeah. Whoa, we'll kill Luke Skywalker. Nobody <laughs> well, was split we over that. Have, we can't have <laughs> Chewie dead, but Luke, we can kill him. We can kill Han. We can kill Luke. Kill Leia. We can kill all of them. We'll keep but... Chewbacca alive at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it. We all approve of those decisions. Oh like, yeah, we like we the movies, movies, but it is sure. it is funny. But I, so that makes me wonder. If they were they always planning a some kind of race storyline thirty years in the future, because we don't have this is this yes. all takes place twenty one years after mm -hmm. Star the Wars. Answer. So then nine years after this is when the sequel trilogy starts. Could we have Ray live in a world where Chewbacca's dead, the Yuzhen Vong already invaded? Like that would be think so, about that. That's crazy. The answer is that Lucas's treatments had a female young force user named Kira. Mm -hmm. It's like Ring Theory. Searching out Luke Skywalker, who is isolating himself, I'm ignoring that, <laughs> on a planet like Octo, where he is in the, you know, in episode eight. So yes, that was the intention. Do I think that Lucas was going to have Chewbacca dead? No. I don't think... No. I mean, Lucas has been pretty... I, I think pretty clear about never actually viewing the novels as canon. No, if he made a movie, it was going to contradict whatever he wanted I mean, to when he made The Clone Wars, it contradicted Clan. Yes. Clannon. Clannon. Yeah. Clannon Wars. <laughs> Clan Merc. Hey, hey, shout out to Clan Merc. We haven't heard from her in a while, but I, I want to get that tweet. That that's nice a good Shan Merc tweet. That's a good Mandalorian clan. Clan Merc. Shandamorian. Shandalorian <laughs> Clan Merc. Shandamorian, because I want to hear more of Shan's tweets. Okay. So, obviously, Chewie dying is big. Yes. Because he's big. And the moon was big. Well, he's just very tall. He's very tall. The, the moon, moon is, is very, very tall. Big. It's even mm. taller than him. Yeah. The moon was a lot taller than him. Mm. Let's be clear. The other thing that is cool about the series... Jasmine, mm -hmm. I'm pitching you. Yes, okay, We're pitching yes. this to you. You're an executive at Lucasfilm. All right. Here am I, an, a lowly author of the Ray books. J. Ake Salvatore. J. Ake Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> I say unto thee. Okay. Uh, 
you get really cool scenes of Anakin and Jason talking about the Force. Yeah, that's my that's my next. <laughs> okay, that's my next subheading. The yes. new Jedi Order, Jedi Order is what I've called yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The what? new Jedi Order, Jedi Order. Okay. Yeah. Because what the Jedi are like at the beginning of this book. Okay. Let's talk about Luke. Them. Tries to form a new Jedi Order. Yes. And is kind of vetoed on it. Yeah. Like the New Republic is like, uh. Uh-uh. The Jedi suck. You guys aren't helping. Hmm. The Yuzhan Vogue can't even, like, you can't even sense these guys. This so. is before the Vong. This is like That's the beginning true. of the book. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, like, future books. You're thinking of future books. Future books. In the first book, they're like, we don't need a new Jedi Order. No. You got, and I think part of it is because you have guys like Corrin Horn and, like, Kip all. Duran. Yes. Mm. All these different Jedi spread about, like, have to have different ideas on what Jedi should be. Kip and Horn Dog in the morning. Kip and Horn Dog in the morning. Horn Dog in the Kip. <laughs> <laughs> Tune into our in last the episode kennel, that you haven't the heard that yet. You haven't heard that yet, but next week you will. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Anyway, that happens. Anyway, yeah. So, like. <laughs> Jedi are so unorganized. Luke yeah. is kind of the leader of the Jedi, but they don't have a council. He's not really mm-hmm. in charge of the Jedi. Once he once he teaches them and they leave, that's it. He has no control over the Jedi mm. anymore. So that's a problem. That's kind of a like, problem. Because yeah. <laughs> you have people like Kip Duran, who's been in other things previously. I'm sure you know the name. Mm-hmm. And he is just going around and he's like fighting a bunch of smugglers. He's causing problems in areas because he's like disrupting things like because the Jedi don't have they don't have focus mm-hmm. anymore. So Luke at the beginning of the book with Jason goes to the the New Republic Council and he says, I want to form a new Jedi Council. And some of them are for it. Some of them. And I can I bet you know who's against it. Some a, a Bothan who is always a pain in the butt. Borsk Falia, however you say his he's name. He's in all the Thrawn books, too. He's, he's in so much he's stuff. He's always just a wang. He's always bad. He's always bad. He's, he's always, always like, a jerk. Mm, I don't think so. Yes. So he's against the the, the council mm-hmm. being formed and everything. So it's it's kind of an interesting thing. And, and Jason's against the council being formed. Oh, my God. Jason does not think that there should be a Jedi oh, yeah. council. He thinks once the Jedi have learned what they've learned, they should make their own decisions mm-hmm. about what they do. Jason is so interesting mm-hmm. in this book. But does that happen in the first book? Yes. Because okay. him and Anakin are talking about okay. that a lot. And him and Luke talk about it. He so, doesn't think there should be a, a council. Uh, longtime listeners of Graham Moff T will know the Young Jedi Knights books, Anakin was barely a presence. He would show up for two seconds and be like, I'm a precocious child, and then leave. In these books, he really is a character that I really like. Yes. And if you are a person... Who exists? Who thinks that legends should be true? Oh. Okay. Now I thought you didn't finish the sentence. First of all, everybody should have had their hands up until that point. Yeah, I do exist. You should have both your hands up because that's the only way we'll talk to you. If you are a person who thinks that like Luke rejecting the Jedi Order is like uncalled for, legends should come back. Yeah, legends Guess would never what? do that. The biggest series in Legends features Luke's like family saying. Hey, wait a minute. The Jedi were messed up. They sucked. And the Jedi constantly used the Force as a weapon. They used it like as a sword to wield instead of... Jason's so good. Jason's so good. But Anakin is the one that teaches him, right. that, which is really interesting. Like, yeah. Anakin is very inquisitive and thoughtful. And he like says to Jason, he's like, the Jedi are wielding the Force all wrong. 
Now, I think you're getting some stuff confused because I'm pretty sure Anakin. I Anak- think you are wrong and I hate you. I think Anakin's the one who is all about how much power the Force gives you because he's always training he and getting that. better. He yeah. does say that, but Anakin says to Jason, the Jedi keep wielding the Force as a like a, as a spear, as a weapon. Yeah. When it's so much more than that. Yes, Jason that is Jason is hesitant about that until Chewbacca dies. And then I think we see Jason, like in the second book, he comes to Luke and is like, I don't want to be a Jedi anymore. I, I don't want to keep being a part of this order. I want to just use the force, but like in a chill way by myself. That's why Jason is the best. Jason rules. I'm Jason so happy rules. I'm reading this because those young Jedi's books Man, are so... they're not an accurate representation of how good hey, Jason Jasmine, is. Like, read these books. <laughs> read these books. Read this Man, book, Jasmine. Don't come at me if you're mad at me, but I feel like people who are mad that legends don't exist, only read the Thrawn trilogy and maybe like a few Jedi Knight books. Yes, true. And that's it. Not real fans. They did not. Hashtag not real fans. We believe they in the They did not the read show. all this stuff that has basically coming up again. In- yes, they're bringing back so much did. stuff in yeah. new movies. At this point, in the, I think here we have Jason and Anakin on the Millennium Falcon. This is before things go bad, before the Vong show up, before things are going crazy. And the two of them have... I think some of it is like foreshadowed in the Young Jedi Knights book. Just foreshadowed. Foreshadowed, just not very well in those books because they're not written yes, very well. That's right. But Anakin and Jason always have conflicting views on the Force and what it means to be a this Jedi. This is not set up in any way in the three books that I read. Okay, well, it may not be set up at all. <laughs> Anakin is practicing with his lightsaber. Hi-yah, hi-yah, hi-yah. Hi-yah, hi-yah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and Jason, Jason comes in and, and sees him practicing with like a remote like luke did mm. in that movie uh what's it called a new hope yep so here we go his little brother was getting good jason had to admit as anakin brought the glowing blade down and across to the left up high to the left and back over to the right in flashing sequence each movement neatly picking off an energy missile the sequence ended, and Anakin clicked his blade off and stood breathing heavily. Jason started a slow, mocking clap. Could you do as well? Anakin asked, before he had even turned around to face his brother. Does it matter? Anakin crinkled his face in disdain and snorted. You spent half your life dancing around with that thing? We're Jedi Knights, or soon to be. And all the Jedi should spend their waking hours alone, dancing about with remotes. You practice. I spend more time alone than you do. Anakin looked at him skeptically as if to ask, given that admission, what the problem might be. There is a reason for the solitude and the practice. To hone our skills. Jason was shaking his head before his little brother had even finished that expected response. To deepen our understanding. That again? That always. When you were practicing, what are you thinking about? Again, the skeptical expression. Are you fantasizing that you're hunting outlaw Gamorians, saving the galaxy as Dad once did? When I'm in the practice regimen, my mind is clear of clutter. But again, Jason shook his head, unsatisfied with the answer. Right after, what are you thinking about? Anakin's expression turned to one of anger. What are you thinking at those times? What fantasy battles do you wage in these sessions? What does it matter? Because that's not the truth of the Force. You keep thinking of it as a tool, as a weapon in your war against everything you see as bad. But that is such a limiting philosophy. 
It is a weapon, a powerful weapon, and a great responsibility. Those are the minor truths of the Force. The ones that so many like you focus on to satisfy your personal hunger for glory. Anakin seemed as if he was about to spit. The Force is a method of serenity and truth, not an hour-projecting tool to be used to further any single person's perception of good. So, do you think the New Republic is evil? Neither good nor evil, but I don't agree with all their actions. Certainly individual communities have suffered at their hands, just like during the reign of the Empire. But this time, in actions taken for the greater good. Anakin argued vehemently, obviously not pleased with hearing any comparison between the New Republic and the Old Empire. Jason merely chuckled, the simple mocking reaction having the effect of turning Anakin's words around so that the younger brother had to recognize the subtle truth in them. I'm getting sick of hearing all of this. You'll hear it until you learn the truth. That is my responsibility. Uncle Luke told you that? This isn't about him. It's about you and me. He's going to put the Jedi Council back together. Anakin said as if those words gave him a victory. He has to or risk disaster because of the other Jedi Knights like you, running for the galaxy, righting every wrong. He waved his hands dismissively at his brother and turned to leave, but before he had gone two steps, Anakin grabbed him by the shoulder and pulled him about. Anakin held up the pommel of his lightsaber. This is an instrument of law. No. This is a tool through which a Jedi might look inside himself and find his inner peace, a measuring stick his acceptance of the Force. And scene. And scene. And scene. Flawless. Flawless. All those weeks of practice paid off. What you guys heard, first take. First take. We did first not take do Jake. that 90 times. No, we didn't. It all worked out perfectly. Um, these two brothers are very different. You could have very easily run into the trap of Anakin is the younger brother looking up to Jason Solo and he's like this cool older Help brother and he wants brother. to be like him. Anakin and Jason, they get into it a lot. And yeah, I, they do. And it's always great when they get into it. I mean, I'm three books in. So far, every book, there's been a couple really cool exchanges with Jason and Anakin kind of debating how to use the Force. Yeah. And it's, it's very cool every time. And it's disturbing to me. To think that our friend Jasmine hasn't read this I'm truly disturbed. I'm sorry. So, so final thoughts on this Vector book. Vector Prime. Vector Prime. High thoughts, low high thoughts. thoughts. High thoughts, low high thought, thoughts. High thoughts, low thoughts. My high, high thoughts, thought, low thoughts. My high thought is that I really like that we get a new kind of enemy for the Jedi. Yes. That really challenges them in a way we haven't seen before. It seems gimmicky at first. You're like, wait, wait, wait. The, the Jedi can't send him to the Force. Right. Which we didn't talk about much. because did not? <laughs> well, it doesn't, it's not in this book much, because they never no. try to use the Force against the Vong. Not really, yeah. yeah. It's really in the next book. Yeah. But yeah, the Jedi can't send him through the Force. Yeah. But it ends up being really smart. It forces our Jedi to think in different ways. So I say, read this book. Okay. I say, Read Jasmine, my lips. Read this book. Okay. <laughs> read Zahn's lips. Read this book. Okay. Um, <laughs> This book 
so good. It has so many cool points that I didn't even mention because we're running out of time because Jake has to leave and he didn't tell us. <laughs> oh my God, I hate you. There's a really cool part of this book that I say is worth reading because aside it's from all the cool page. stuff, it's the 25th page. No, it's on page, I didn't write it down. 331 in the in the ebook. They have a gravity well, uh, the Yuzhen Vong, which they use to crash the moon of Cernpindal. They also use it at one point to get like five gunships, New Republic gunships, and trap them in a circle until they go in a circle and go in a circle and crash into each other Ooh. with gravity. It is like the coolest space thing I've seen cool. described. And yes. I want to see it in a movie so oh. badly. Like an in a, like a strategy. space. Yes. Like a space uh tornado is what is described it's not that's not how they describe it because they describe it well and i didn't yeah but, no he uses space tornado <laughs> for sure it's really good um it's really good read it's it really jasmine good. okay I jasmine. There's I my, you read this book i will read this book oh my god we won yeah. my lowest point of this book is right before the end when han talks about the bubble is when he looks down below the seat where chewy used to sit and he sees a hat no. a cap no that was described as like having it's a both on this cap on a hat. What are you saying? It's a both on the hat that Chu that Han Solo has in the Millennium Falcon on the uh -huh. floor. It says it's a both, and Han says it's, it's from the baby both. shower when they said that Jason and Jaina were gonna, oh that they were going to be twins. Instead of it's a boy or it's a girl, it's a both. Quick aside, I read the abridged version, which means that that was not in the book. That should be cut out of the book. That was that is rightfully the most, deleted. That is the most inexplicably <laughs> bad thing in this book. It's a it's both. both. Hansel has a hat. That does not imply twins. That says it's a both. That implies different things. I know. It implies that it's a boat. It should be they're a both. They're a boat. They're a boat. <laughs> they're so anyway, boat. No, it's funny. It's read funny, this Riley. book, but don't. It's funny, but don't read the last two pages because that's where that happens. Okay. It came yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, all right, really but good book. Anyway, the book the was book. really good. Read okay. the book. Read. I'm so happy with how good this book is. The book. Take us out. We have discussed a book. Give me a rating on a scale of one to Vong. One to Vong. Three Vongs. Wow, that was crazy because my skill was out of two Vogs. That was over 100%. Okay. <laughs> Jasmine, will you read this book? I will read this book. Very good. I give it one oh. out of one. Oh, and okay. uh, this has been Grandma's talking delicately curated long-form streaming of the internationally low Star Wars saga tailored to the modern Twitch viewer. Brought to you lovingly and weekly with the Christmas of your host, Riley. Uh, it's a both. It's both. And Jake is the both. <laughs> Bye forever. I will also be doing that same dance with that. Yep. Hey, shout out to Mac, who is now in the stream. Mac is also Mac in the stream. <laughs> hey, also, Jasmine, make Jasmine a little louder. Hey, Everything's quieter louder. all of a sudden. Which one is Jasmine? The yellow one? Yellow one. That's yellow why, one. That's why she has the yellow. Do some levels cover. for us. Hey, the these are the levels. That sounds better to me. <laughs> Good Here deal. I am.
you're now loud and proud, like Grandpa's <laughs> Radio, the worst show in the world. We are way too enthusiastic now. <laughs> That's because you guys are nervous because we're live. Yeah, we're nervous. I've never felt Hi, less nervous in my life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We are talking about, of course, um, we teased it last week on our uh, podcast about the Thrawn trilogy. Is your microphone aimed at your face? Something's going on with your microphone. It sounds so weird. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Put the in your mouth. <laughs> check the little logo on the front of it. Is it aimed towards you? Hey, logo, it's not. That's the Here problem. It is. That's the problem. That's why you were so quiet. How's now? Oh, it sounds so <laughs> How's better. now? Jasmine, turn yours around because it's facing the wrong Wait, way. Wait, how do I turn it around? Hold these little things, these little toggles right here. These little toggles? I was not holding the little toggles. <gasps> Hold the little toggles and spin it towards your mouth. Oh, gosh. That's Hold why you guys were so quiet. Hey, look. Mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> Turn you and Jasmine down for a second, would you? Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. How's that? That's so much better. Oh, my God. Wow, that's why you were so quiet. All right, can you... It's am good I too that loud? we did the no, sound, sound level no, after All right. we started streaming. Professional <laughs> podcast. So professional. Okay. okay. Wow, this sounds so much better to my ears now. It probably sounds better to the listeners as well. Doubt it. <laughs> it's not called that. Jake, I'm going to have to trade you chairs because this volume, this all this audio is so bad and I need to be right there t- twisting the dials. Here, I'll turn, I turn myself down. No, you need to go up. She needs to go down. Up! <laughs> down! <laughs> That's never happened before. Yeah, that is not. We have broken the show. Oh, How's it sound now? You guys Same? are so loud. I can't even talk quieter. No, it's okay. Just talking into the microphone. Hey, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I'll so. talk less into the microphone? I don't know. Literally 75 episodes and we don't have this now. <laughs> we haven't figured it out. We don't know how to stream to video game websites. <laughs> just do my vocal warm-ups. Yes. Um, Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> Red leather media is back. <laughs> Can we yeah. make a quick pact right now to read Trader by the next time we record? We will. Yeah. I will oh, by the next Trader. time? I thought we were going to go through all the books. Yeah. Well, then screw that idea. Yeah, <laughs> screw that idea. We're going to talk about book two. We're yeah, going to talk we're about book two. Milk 19 episodes. <laughs> we 19 episodes. We're doing, we're doing this. We're okay. doing the new, new Jedi Order. Okay. Did you Can not we, realize until this moment that we're promised that we're doing this? I just hoped that we weren't. No, Jake, we're I doing this. Can we at least combine like the arcs? Like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, good. In the past. Cool. Why okay. does your summary not say plot by plot and it says plot by plot? It says plot by plot, not plop by plop. Plop by... Is that what we say? Do we say plop by plop? <laughs> it always sounds like it Is that me. what you say? I thought we said we plot... Say? We say plot by plot. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time it's just plot by plot. <laughs> we need to have an intervention right now. Uh, There's always a 30 second delay. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to change anything. <laughs> well, I just like... To know that people have heard this 30 seconds after I've said it. Like how the sun's <laughs> light reaches Earth a thousand million years after it's actually shown upon us. It's actually seven minutes. <laughs> no, it's a thousand million years. <laughs> it's seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could possibly know that or measure it. Human rulers haven't uh, advanced that far. They're made of wood. They burn in the sun. This has been nine hours long. Um, conclude at six so we can record one more episode before i leave one more episode <laughs> you no, you never have to leave you can i have say, to leave at seven you can, you <laughs> you never said this you to us i said it us. just now <laughs> that doesn't count that's ever in that movie uh what's it called a new hope yep so here we go his litter you good <laughs> just immediately keep going just a minute just immediately perfect. i, I messed it up perfect how can someone
It would go on through the eons, devoid of laugh. Good. Do you want to do another take of that? Or do you oh, feel I think I got it. I think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try that last thing again. <laughs> We've got 111 ships in the convoy. Him. What? Not yet. What? Yet? what? What's happening? You are not ahead. following you were ahead. I was ahead of the page. You were ahead of the page. Oh, okay. you off in the next page. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. And cut. And Cut. Peek behind the curtain. I need more. Um, more. more uh, I need more. Urgence. Um, what? I need you to be more uh, oh. faster and slower at the same time. <laughs> Could you be faster? And Can more you be faster and more intense? Oh my god! Shut up. Wait. Let me do my. Do for me. <laughs> Can you be faster and more intense? <laughs> <laughs>